0: Welcome back to the All-Purpose Pod for an All-Purpose Life, wherever you are today and however you're listening today, call me Mr. You, the podcast. We thank you for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. we your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the Twitter. Download and subscribe to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe, subscribe to Excuse me. Go change the world. Thank you so much. For joining us guys, for your support and on all of our social media platforms. We're hearing great things from you about the show. We really appreciate that. I want to share a couple things uh, during this really quick snippet of a show for you today. Just, uh, I just kind of ran into an uh, article I was reading. It. it made me think about some things that I want to share with you guys. I think will be helpful to you whether you enjoy sports or not. Please don't tune me out. I think there's a message in here. Whether you enjoy sports or not, I think it's a, a message in here for all of us. Uh, so hopefully that resonates with you. But I was at a... I recently went out of town uh, on a pleasure slash business trip, kind of in that order. Got a chance to hang around some friends and partners and and do some, some fun stuff. Uh, as most of you know, when I talk about it a lot especially on our live shows every Monday morning at 9 a.m. EST, we talk about sports a good bit. Uh, why? Well, sports is a big part of my background, big part of my life. Uh, I learned about life. I learned about people, often through the lens of sports. I learned about character and integrity and being a man of honor. I learned a lot about that through sports. They were a teacher. Uh, my mom did a great job of, of teaching me and raising me as a single mom, but in a lot of ways sports taught me some things that I probably would not have learned otherwise. So there were great there were great lessons nestled in that for me. Some things some things not to do as well. I learned in sports. But that's neither here nor there. But one of the things that I was just thinking about was because I was uh, watching some of our friends play basketball and, you know, if I'm around sports, I get nostalgic. I mean, I played, I mean, I was a, uh, I was a up and come on in, in, the tr- in the world of track and field. I played baseball a little bit. I was uh, a, a, a right fielder or left fielder, really. Uh, I played basketball. I mean, I got to add a mean, I had a mean shot. I can create my own shot. Had some nice moves to the, uh, down the lane to the hoop. I mean, I wasn't a world beater, but I played street ball and I could do some things and hold my own out there, you know? And oh, even though I did those things, I wasn't considering myself a professional athlete. I didn't consider myself somebody that was destined for college football or college basketball or the NBA or the NFL. I didn't see myself that way. I just Played sports and I enjoyed it. I mean, to be honest with you, sports represented a lot of things where I come from. I mean, it was a claim to fame and essentially a way to get out of the hood, which was very few. Some people chose different routes, whether it be drugs or other assorted vices to get out. But for most of us, sports was the way out of the hood. But what happens when all the years you give and you commit to that? Don't produce the end result that you were hoping for. What happens then? What happens when you have done all you know how to do in that realm and you just find that either you don't love it the same anymore, your body is not responding to all of the effort that you're putting in, or you're just mentally out of it. You're checked out. You've had more than you can take. and All those things came to mind. I was thinking about, I was thinking about those I saw an article recently about professional athletes who have retired in the media's mind too soon. What does that mean? That means that they have enough history, they have enough games and seasons under their belt where they're able to have a very good career and potentially find themselves in legacy making positions whether it be the Hall of Fame or to hold championship trophies over their head. Too soon to the media and maybe to the fans as well means they retired before they got a chance to do that. A lot of examples come to mind. I think one of the very first ones that I think about is Andrew Luck. I mean, he came into the league, I think it was in, I want to say 2012, Led, led in passing. For most of the season that he was playing first quarterback ever to throw for 370 yards and four touchdowns at a 70% completion rate at a 70% clip. And, but the thing was that his O line was really bad. His offensive line let him down in a lot of ways. And the organization didn't help out much with surrounding him with quality offensive linemen. So luck was hurt a lot. I believe he had some concussion issues as well. So he was getting hit constantly. I mean, there were times we see him watch him get hit almost on every play. And that was not good. He was rehabbing injuries every single season. And I think by his own admission, he got tired of that. And at age 29, he decided to hang up his cleats and retire. He was very, very young to retire in football years. I think he was tired of rehabbing. But he was tired of having concussions and getting hit think he was tired of not being protected as a number 1 draft i believe in 2012 you protect your you protect your your investment you don't sit there and ignore the fact that you have a lot of finances that are invested in this person you don't forget you don't forget that and and leave them unprotected you surround surround them with talent so that you can get the most of your investment. A number one draft pick is a lot of capital. People, you know, up in their franchises for number one picks. And Andrew Luck, without there getting blitzed and getting beaten and no protection, he got tired of it. So, for all the fans of the Indianapolis Colts and fans of Andrew Luck, they're still disappointed to this day. I still hear him talking about it today. But guess what? He had to do what was best for him to preserve his body and his quality of life. His ability to play with his children and spend time with his family and enjoy life. And he retired a lot sooner than you thought. I mean, there's a lot of names that go down in history as people who have retired too early. When is too early? When do you decide that, you know what, maybe I'm tired of living up to other expectations maybe i'm tired of trying to maintain this threshold for pain and i'm having to constantly rehab myself and constantly go through all these changes when I was hanging out with my friends you know over a recent weekend it made me think about that kind of stuff because I, I actually I used to play a lot of basketball it was on concrete not on hardwood floors so that takes a toll on your body if anybody can relate to that But I played a lot of basketball. I I logged in a lot of hours. I'm not going to throw a number out there, but but just trust me when I say this, that playing basketball for eight hours a day wasn't hard for me to do. It was pretty normal for me to do that, at least multiple times a week. That was a lot on a body jumping up and down on concrete. It weighs on you. And I had a lot of nagging injuries. Then they were popping up. I'm out here with my friends, watching them play, have a good time. And I, I had that little itch. Man, I know I can still shoot. I know I can still drive the lane. I still got a little handle. I know I can play. But is it worth what I could experience? I mean, I retired myself and my wife was totally on board because she seen the pain I was going through. What I was dealing with it afterwards. And it makes you wonder. It begs the question. Does the that the benefits outweigh the cost? Having fun and showing your friends that you can shoot from three—is that worth the cost? That after you leave, you in your your body's racked with pain. I had to think about it. It's a smaller level. It's a smaller sample size. Not the same as what we're talking about today, but I had to think about that kind of stuff. Michael Jordan was considered retired too early as well. Bo Jackson, one of the greatest multiple sports athletes of all time, maybe the most popular and, and, and the best of all roles. Retired early. Patrick Willis from the Niners. used to love watching him play. What a beast he was out there. He retired in his early, I think it was his late 20s, mid to late 20s. Because of people like Brett Favre, no offense, and Tom Brady, no offense is there either. When they say they're going to retire, we become programs to expect them to come back because they always say that. They just want to take time off from, from all season camps. And they come back before the regular season and they're ready to go for a whole full season. And these guys have done that so many times that you would think that everybody that retires or say they're going to retire doing the same thing. But it doesn't always work that way. When Patrick Wheeler said he was retired, he retired he stayed retired. When Michael Jordan said, I'm retiring for good, he stayed retired. Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron elite wide receiver from the Detroit Lions one of the best years ever in 2012, almost 2,000 receiving yards Stafford was feeding that man 30 years old, elite when he said he retired he stayed retired Jim Brown had 9 seasons, one of the greatest of all time God rest his soul 1,540 something yards 17 touchdowns in one season average 105 rushing yards he said, I'm retired, he stayed retired. Andrew Luck, stayed retired. Roger Federer just recently retired. 41 years old, 20-time champ. Retired. Stay retired. Serena Williams, 23-time champ. Retired and stayed that way. There's is, this is the idea that the Asian athlete continuing to grind away is a noble act. And I thought about that same quote when I was standing there with my friends watching them play and thinking, you know what? I can jump in. I can help out. help the team out and jump in here. And it seemed like it was a noble act to get in there and help, but was it? Was I trying to relive something that I don't even have to technically relive? Everything I've done, the memories that I have, I've done it. it don't need for me to go back and try to relive that or live up to somebody's expectations because it's expected that I do what they do. I was laughing because I heard an interview it wasn't, well, it was it's more like a discussion. Drew Brees was having that with some commentators doing play-by-play for the, one of the Saints games in a preseason game. I remember it was so good. They were trying to get him to come back and play or consider coming back to play. He was already out of the league for a good couple of years by then. And they were trying to get him to come back <laughs> into the league, which is no credit to the quarterbacks that are actually on the depth chart right now. Right? But they were trying to get him to come back. And for the first time... I. In all the discussions and interviews I've seen Drew Brees in, i never seen him, not really flustered, but visibly annoyed. He was like, I forgot his, I forgot his exact word, but it was something to the effect of, can I just live my life and enjoy my family and just enjoy the game from a distance? He got upset because these guys were trying to get him to think about coming back. I'm like, Brett Favre and Tom Brady kind of got us conditioned now to think like people... When they say they're gonna retire, they don't really mean it. They don't honor their word. They can be coerced or cajoled into coming back and playing again. And I really thought about that thing real hard because the the temptation to get back on that court and play again was so strong. I'm like, these guys, I know I can outshoot them. I know I can do that. I know I can do that. I've done it so many times for so many years. I know I got it. But. Did I need to have it? Did I have to show that? You know, I really realized that, you know what? I I learned something in that, that, you know, when you do what's best for your body or do what's best for your family, you gotta hold you gotta hold fast to that. You can't be loose and goose with those kind of values and those kind of morals. You do what you said you're gonna do. And you know, I know that there's a lot of people, a lot of pressure, a lot of uh Peer pressure to kind of do what the masses are doing and to follow in the trends. I mean, people like a Brandon Roy. I mean, he was drafted, I think, in two thousand and six with the Blazers. I mean, he he had twenty points per season for four years. Explosive, can shoot far from behind the three point arc. I mean, he he was incredible. I I won't compare him to anybody else that's playing right now, but he was incredible. But knee injuries, they got to him. He retired in less than five years. It was like, wow. (laughs) That's over before it even got really started. I mean, Bjorn Borg was well-known in the tennis realm. Retired at 26. He got tired of being the face of the sport. He got burnt out from all the interviews and all the media. He just got tired of living up to those expectations, and he just left in his prime. Seriously, I mean names like Barry Sanders come to mind as well. I mean, thirty-one years old, shocked the world said I'm retiring and never came back. People are still waiting for him to come back. <laughs> Ashley Body's a big name in tennis that was a top-ranked player for about 114 weeks, had 15 titles, and had a 305 to 102 uh, win-loss record. Retired early, and it happens. And what it makes me think about is what are we doing right now that we probably shouldn't be doing anymore? What are we involved with that we need to cut ourselves off from because it's in our best interest to do so? Are you willing to forsake the accolades, forsake the praise, forsake the self-aggrandizement that you may be getting from what you're doing in order to do what's best for your body best for your mental health, best for your family. See, sports is a funny situation because we look at it as a way to elevate somebody above the rest, elevate somebody above the norm. And it gets out of control. And we find ourselves thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to. We find ourselves elevating ourselves more than we probably should. Where where it becomes... Not reality, but m- more fantasy then. And all these athletes that I named, and there's so many more that could be named there, they could have been that quote-unquote aging athlete, grinding away, trying to be noble, and trying to keep their dream alive, keep their legacy alive, but is it worth it? I challenge you to look at the thing that you call legacy, the thing that you're focused on, the approach, the goals and dreams you have, and ask yourself, is it worth it? Does it matter five years from now, what you're doing right now? Is it saying in the business world that if it doesn't matter five years from now, it's not worth doing now? We can dispute that all day long, but think about that. What's the legacy you're trying to achieve? What's the goal you're going after? Is it worth it? Will retiring now be better for you than if you waited five more years, 10 more years, and take the risk it's something to think about. Hope you enjoyed this quick episode. Thank you for joining us and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the Twitter. Thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing. And by all means, please go change the world. Hope the episode helped you out today. We're doing that. Have a great day. Enjoy the music. Told y'all.